Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode. Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Why, hey there, founders. Welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. As always, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, and today we're digging into a discussion around strategy and execution. And the reason this has come to the forefront of my mind is that I've been running into a lot of conversations or experiencing a lot of conversations with founders who are holding their breath, holding their breath with all of the uncertainty that is looming with a potential recession. And the trend that I'm seeing is this uh, disregard for implementing strategic playbooks or making strategic decisions in their business because they're needing to see actual physical production and action. And though, and so that focus on the execution is uh, something that I believe without the correct strategy in place could really be detrimental to your business and really doing you and your team a disservice. So we're going to dig into my opinions on this and sort of my experience through the last economic recession, through COVID, the founders I've seen that really uh, finished on top of these sort of economic uh, kind of downfall moments and the ones that really continue to struggle. We're going to dig into all of that. Um, But before we do, if you like the podcast. If you're enjoying these discussions that we have each and every week about marketing and digging into sales and revenue generation and team and leadership and all of this juicy stuff for startups, and you know another founder that would benefit from these conversations, from hearing them, it would mean absolute world to me if you could share this podcast with an entrepreneurial friend, share on social media any episodes that you think are particularly helpful. Send me some feedback of what you'd like to hear on the podcast because I show up here um, because I really want to be genuinely helpful and give tools to all of you out there that are working so hard to build your businesses and just share my experience as you know a marketer and you know, working with founders and investors for about 15 years. So I've seen a lot and the interesting thing about business is just like any other hobby or any other pursuit that you have, a lot of times mastering the basics is so important. And we tend to forget that. We tend to forget, you know, as new technologies come out or political climates change, we think that the way we approach our work, the way that we approach business has to radically change. And that isn't actually the case. A lot of the basic fundamental aspects of marketing and of sales haven't changed for centuries, right? It's just the way in which we execute on those things 
may be different now with different technologies, but at the core of it, what we're trying to do with marketing, with sales, with growing our business is to make connections with our customers, with our clients and solve a problem. That has never changed, right? Every business since the beginning of time has been created and has and businesses that have grown have connected deeply with customers, with clients, and have solved problems. So the, the real work has not changed, right? But again, as, as political climates change, as economic climates change, as world events happen, we all tend to get a little bit frazzled and a little bit unfocused on really where we should be putting our time and attention. And so this really has sparked this conversation for me of strategy and execution. Because again, as I mentioned at the top of this episode, I'm seeing a lot of folks really um, favoring this idea of just like getting it out, execute, 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 execute. And there's a time and a place for blind execution and pushing things out and just trying things and trying things. Um, but if we don't have a solid strategy behind that execution, we're going to be wasting so, so much more time. Um, and we're also not going to be able to glean the insights that we need to glean from the execution. If we're not stepping back in a measured way, putting systems in place, that's going to make it easy for us to digest data and actually make data driven decisions. And so when we don't have these systems in place, when we're just executing and putting things out into the world without a ton of strategy or thought behind it and some solid systems for how to improve, iterate, right, on those things that we're executing, it's really going to be a long slog before we get to see those improved conversions and we get to translate that into real benefit benefits of increased revenue and hitting our target. So today I wanted to sort of break down a little bit what really what is strategy anyway? Right? What is the difference between uh strategy and execution? Why is strategy important? Even probably, you know, more important in our beginning stages, right? Cuz in the beginning a lot of times we we are just blindly executing, right? and trying to see like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks, right? But when we go with a measured strategy and a plan for sort of putting things out there and then digesting and evaluating, improving, iterating, this system really supercharges all of the activities that you're doing. And it also really helps to go faster. It really truly does. And what I don't want anyone to do in this moment where there is this uncertainty, right? And when I'm talking about these conversations that I'm having, I'm seeing a lot of uh, hesitation for investing in strategy in general, like taking that step back and really saying, well, let's move forward with a plan. Let's move forward with clear targets. Let's actually look at our numbers closely and evaluate them and have some thoughtful plans on how to move forward. Of course, this kind of strategic thinking, right? Working on the business instead of working in the business, it doesn't have that immediate, tangible, very visible ROI. Because as a founder, 
perhaps you feel more comfortable paying the social media manager to actually be putting posts on social media because, oh, hey, I'm, I'm movement is happening. I'm actually doing something, right? You can see where that is money is spent. But the days that you take out of your business, right, planning and strategizing and really being thoughtful about what exactly is going out on social media, uh, what exactly are we, uh, what kind of communication are we putting out there? Taking the time to sort of do that thoughtfully is going to, it's going to be incredibly important for you actually getting your projects, getting your uh, revenue, getting your, meeting your goals, your targets, getting everything over the finish line. And so I don't want us to slip into this kind of fear-based way of thinking because of this uncertainty, because in the end, you're just going to waste a lot of money on kind of low level strategy that's, and, and that is sort of being produced by folks that are executing, but maybe don't have the experience of building thoughtful, effective strategies with kind of proven system, systems and framework. So my, the, the next thing I want to talk about is a little bit of sort of what is the high level sort of strategic thing we can be thinking about, especially when there is uncertainty looming, right? And so there's three specific spaces that I want you to sort of double down on and start thinking about with all of this uncertainty around us, okay? And the first is going to be the communication, right? So when we're looking at our value prop, the value proposition of our product or service, when we're looking at the pain points that we solve through our service and product, when we look at the ways that we are connecting with our customers, our clients, we need to understand that that is going to change as the world changes, right? In the upcoming years, we're going to have another election that's probably going to be very tumultuous, right? We do have this looming economic recession. We have this uncertainty that we're dealing with now. We have inflation. We have highest housing prices probably ever in history, right? And so what is a really good thing to evaluate on a strategic level is this brand communication strategy. How are we connecting with our customers? Because this is not a one and done project. Our brand communication strategy will change, will shift, will grow as we, one, get to understand our clients and customers better, but two, we are going to have to have a system in place for testing, iterating, and improving that those communications, right? Because different things are going to touch the heartstrings of our customers and clients in different moments, right? The communication that we that has maybe worked for us in the past couple of years maybe is not going to be what's working now and in the next couple of years for you. And so instead of having social media manager just continuing to sort of blindly sort of pump uh, that those posts out, right? And kind of, yeah, well, let's look at the data. What do people like? What people don't like, right? What are people, you know, harding or commenting on? That's one part of the evaluation that your social media manager should be doing. But it's also that step back. Let's look at the macro level. Really, what is the, um, what is in the hearts and the minds of folks 
our customers, the people we serve right now? How has that changed from before, right? These are the high-level decisions that are going to make really meaningful impact in the connection that you can foster with your target audience. And it starts with that stepping back, that really evaluating, okay, here's the brand communication that's been working for us, right? But what are some other communication that we can test and try? What are some other things that are on people's minds, right? So refining that that value prop, that brand communication is one strategic action that is going to really, really help you if you kind of get ahead of it now as we're kind of going into this next, very different, I think, next couple of years. The next thing that you can look at is really understanding your audience, right? So in this brand communication journey, right? Reevaluation that you're doing. We also can be looking at our target target audience reevaluation, right? And when I do this, I like to think to myself, we have our main audience. In what ways can we further segment our audience so we can develop more personalized communications uh, for our for our target clients and customers, right? Because as we go into a period of uncertainty, right? And people are feeling a little bit insecure. The, more, the, the ways in which we can deliver more personalized service through more personalized messaging is going to be really helpful. And we can do that by looking at the people that we serve and saying, is there ways in which our audience can be further segmented so that my communication with that individual is going to be more contextualized. And this can look at this could look like, okay, are we at a very macro level, are we segmenting people like past purchasers, past customers, and new customers, and making sure that our communication is really different, that the context in which we're talking to people that have bought with us before or used our services before are different than people that we're trying to sell to, right? You can see how that net very, it's a very nuanced, very subtle difference. But again, I I personally feel, I'm sure you've experienced this. If if a brand is trying to really give me a hard sell, but I've already sold with them before, makes me feel really um, just not appreciated as a customer, right? It makes me feel like just another number. But it can go much, much deeper than that, right? Okay, so in what other ways can we pull out different, uh, different, segments of our audience. We can do that maybe by age. We can do that by gender, right? Gender identity. We can do it by region where they live. We can do it by stage of business that they're in. There's so many different interesting ways in which we can um, segment communications with our audience. And so when we are delivering campaigns or promotions or whatever, that they're going to be really, really targeted and specific for that group of people and it's going to make them feel a deeper connection with you and with your brand. Okay. And then the third sort of high level thing that is really important strategic work to do with uncertainty looming is to analyze and optimize, you know, where your money is going in your marketing department and and for all of your departments, right? But I talk mostly about marketing, let's focus on marketing, right? Where, in which ways can we streamline our efforts in the department? Now, what a lot of folks t- 
tend to do when they're trying to do some financial optimization is they usually get rid of all of the strategic thinkers and they're just keeping those those workhorses, those executors. And when we remove that layer, we put ourselves in grave danger because a marketing manager or a marketing intern, for example, we cannot expect to build out uh, a full comprehensive marketing plan. Uh, Sometimes we think that they can do it, but without that experience, they just simply don't know how to do that effectively. So we lose that strategic thinking. And those those managers are trying to do the best that they can with the tools that they have, but they just simply are not experienced enough, right? So I like to do this. I like to look at the department and say, okay, in which ways can we really make sure that our the the folks that are executing, right, they're actually doing their best work, that they're they're actually very competent in the things that they're executing. And then there's a bunch of different ways in which you can get that strategic layer for your business. That could be through hiring a consultant, right? Hiring a fractional executive, such as myself, like a fractional CMO, that's going to come in and make sure that high-level strategy is turning and those processes are turning. Or you can join accelerators, right? I'm launching an accelerator this month, which is really exciting. Um, Working with cohorts of founders to sort of provide at a very, very affordable price, that kind of high-level strategy, right? And support. But beyond that, there's courses, there's books, there's tons of ways that you can get that strategy. Now, if you don't have someone in that position handling it for you, then you as the founder need to step up and step into that role. And this is where I think a lot of mistakes are made. Because again, I see this trend where if that strategic piece is missing into the puzzle, the founders really rely on those kind of executors that are maybe a little bit green, right? And poor them because they don't have the mentorship and the guidance to really grow into the role that is needed, which is that strategic role, right? So this is some really important high-level strategy stuff that I want you guys to be thinking about, right? You know, how are we going to optimize the budget that we're spending in the department while really keeping this balance of having that strategic input so those executors have the support, the plan, the targets, the expectation, the clarity that they need to actually have success in their role. And it's such a shame when I see founders, you know, trying to push social media managers or copywriters or sales managers into the roles of directors or high-level strategic thinkers when they just haven't had the mentorship or the experience. And it's, it's hard for you as the founder, and it's also hard for them, you know? And that's why what's so beautiful about having either a consultant or, or a fractional executive or gaining that knowledge yourself through courses or through books or through, um, through Accelerator like mine is that you can get that knowledge yourself to help foster and to bring up your team and to, to up-level them. Or, you know... So that individual that comes in as a consultant or a fractional executive can help bridge that gap as well and sort of develop your team for you, right? And with you. Because if in bigger organizations, of course, startups are, are very different. But the, the thing that really is a, a pity in startup world is that, and this is what I experienced coming up as, you know, with working with startups my whole career, is that a lot of times these younger folks that are executing with us, they're hungry to learn and develop themselves. 
they want a manager that's going to show them the next level, the next tier of their position. But in startup world, we often don't have that. So we get stuck. We get stuck sort of in this ineffective execution, not really producing ROI because we don't have a marketing director. We don't have a, a chief marketing officer. We're doing the best we can as founders to kind of balance it all, juggle it all, all of departments, all of the things, right? And then these, these marketing folks are kind of left struggling a lot of the time. And it's, and it's tough. It's tough for them. So let's look at what we should be doing on the execution side. That's going to help our, our executors, our team that are actually getting their hands dirty to execute, really do the, well, the best that they can. And so this has two really important components. It's about data and about leadership. So when we talk about data, we want to set really clear expectations for our team. And we want to set KPIs, key performance indicators that absolutely make sense for the roles that they're executing in. But the thing that I want to tell you, or the thing that I hope is that is something that you think about, or maybe it's not obvious, is simply setting the metric is not enough to motivate and up-level our team, right? So that's where the leadership comes into play, right? We need to set the KPIs for them because we, we need tangible targets for them to be focusing on. Everyone, your copywriter, your social media manager, your developer, everyone needs to have some kind of metric that they're working towards because that gives them a clear path of where they should be going. And without that, you suffer and they suffer. But setting the number is not enough. You need to support them. You need to develop an environment where they can ask questions. They can tell you where their knowledge gaps are, and you can help fill in those gaps with either books or courses or training materials or consultants or whomever. But what often happens is these executors, these folks that are your managers are doing the best that they can. They're scared to tell you if they don't know something. So what they do is they continue to execute and their performance is subpar or there's not the ROI is, is there, is not there. And so we need to step up as leaders. And if you don't have a marketing director or a, a CMO in that position, then it is your job as the founder to step up and fill that gap. Your team needs you. Your team is only going to be able to perform, especially, I mean, and it's especially important for startups because there's so much uncertainty in startups when you're really trying to nail that communication and really nail that product market fit, and really get to that spot where you can start kind of landing and expanding and, and scaling. So I want you to start thinking about how important that strategic piece is in the marketing because the execution is there. We, it's so clear. We need a copywriter. We need someone that's going to build the website. Those people are going to get it done. But oftentimes, we look to those folks to give us that high-level strategy. And that's where a, a lot of times we run into problems. Because maybe that executor is really good at the specific thing that they do, the, the, the social media strategy or the UX on the website, right? But the strategic thinking is saying, well, let's zoom out on the macro level. How are all of these activities we're doing working together for a common goal of 
finding more prospective clients and converting them into paying customers. That is a system. That's, that's what the marketing plan does. That's what the system is doing, right? You want to put a system in place that's going to churn and churn and churn. No matter if folks, the executors leave and they find another position, or you have to fill in roles and all those things. No, because when the system is built, when the machine is there, um, then you're, you're not functioning on just the knowledge of one person, right? It's not a make or break one person or one position that you as the founder have that insurance of, okay, I'm going to set up my, my machine, my marketing machine, my plan, my high-level strategy, and revisit it frequently, quarterly, when we're doing quarterly review and planning. So it's fresh. And so, it's, and, and so we're really keeping in pace with what's going on in the world and the mindset of our customers. Um, and then we have that North Star that all of the marketing teams working towards. So actually that UX designer or the social media manager, they're not just doing what they think is best for their individual contributions to the company. Well, now we can start leveraging their knowledge to say, okay, well, listen, here are, when we have that, that machine in place, that marketing plan, you understand what the high level objectives are. And this is often really where, where folks fumble is like not understanding those high level objections, uh, objectives. And so our executors, they're, they're lost. They're just going to do what they think is best. And oftentimes when, you know, web designers doing what they think is best, social media managers doing, thinking what theirs best, you know, graphic designers doing what they think is best. And there's not one unifying piece strategy. The marketing machine is not kind of working, everyone working in concert to, to produce along, you know, one strategy. We get disparate, we get disparate, um, results. And that's not what we want. I often say to founders, you know, marketing has so many different pieces, but what we need is all of these pieces. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my hand is up, right? There's five fingers and there's five, let's look at five different aspects of marketing, the SEO, the PR, the, 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 the UX of the web, the social, the et cetera. But we need them to kind of all to come together in a fist, right? That fist is going to be stronger when they all work together as opposed to uh, sort of functioning as individual entities of the marketing, right? No, everything needs to be working together. So I hope that that gave you kind of a, a clear picture of why strategy is so important and how having that strategic thinking embedded into your business is going to get a lot more production, a lot more, um, just better results out of your team. It's so incredibly important. So. And if you're kind of scratching your head and you're kind of like, oh, I just really can't, I really don't want to invest in a consultant or I don't have time to be doing courses and things like that. I have a really exciting, awesome, super actionable, not very long webinar coming up on June 20th. It's called How to Build Your Scalable Marketing Machine. And it is a juicy, juicy 45 minutes together. I'm going to drive you through the four basic layers on how to build your market, your scalable marketing machine. And I'm going to give you some super juicy, actionable um, tips and learnings of, on each of that stage that you can go ahead and implement in your business that same day. It's going to be really heavy on the teaching. I'm going to go quick though, and, and sort of give you all the good stuff um, on how to build your scalable marketing machine. 
you know, how to really think about building that team, exactly how you should manage them. I go through exactly how to build that communication strategy I talked about, one that really connects deeply with your customers. So join me, join me for this amazing, awesome webinar. I'm so excited about it. I'm so proud of it. It is, it is so good. It is such a good webinar um, because it just has so much teaching in it. So if you want to save your seat for that, you just go to ugly ventures, U-G-L-I ventures.com backslash workshop, and you can read about all the things we're going to be covering at the workshop and save your seat right there. So again, ugly ventures, ugly with an I, U-G-L-I-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S backslash workshop, and you can save your seat and that's it for this week. And I can't wait to see you back here next week. We're going to talk a little bit deeper about strategy and give you some more kind of juicy, actionable things that you can implement in your business ASAP to sort of shield you and protect you from any uncertainty, any economic recession, any political unrest that may be in her future. Um, with a good, solid strategy, you'll be able to survive and thrive. Okay, see you back here next week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. Also, it'd be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.